When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Beloved, welcome to the book of Sean. We begin tonight with a shroud of sadness as we extend our condolences to the family of the rapper Takeoff and all of his fans. We lost him senselessly uh, this morning or late last night, and it's a tragedy. There's no other way to think about it or to talk about it, but to think that a man would lose his life over a dice game. And to think that he would lose his life at the hand of his brother, it makes all of us pause and reduces us to globs of silence. For there are no words when you confront the death of innocence. And that, in this case, is what we have to deal with. I'm hoping that this young man's death will cause all of us to be more excited about life and to understand that what we do each day is precious. Breathing and loving and living and rapping and talking, it's precious. We've got to hold on to it better. And we've got to respect other people who look like us better, not take on the attributes of white supremacy that make us demean and degrade and devalue each other to the place and to the degree that a dice game becomes the occasion for hatred and death. forward, you know, with all that makes black culture wonderful. And my guest tonight is a part of the culture. She's a musician. She's a gospel artist. She's been nominated for awards. Um, so she, you, you'll meet her in a second. So she knows this cultural ethos. But I'm hoping that our culture will get to the place where we don't have to destroy each other in order to feel good about ourselves. Yeah. Anyway, tonight's show is about love. You guys know I love to talk about love. It's my favorite subject. It's my favorite subject because there's nothing more valuable, more earnest, and more difficult in the whole world to do than love another human being. It's easier to love a dog or a cat or um, a mouse than it is to love another person because people are complicated. People are difficult. They love you at 9 o'clock, don't want to talk to you at noon, give me a hug at 6, and then they don't want to lay, lay next to you at 9 p.m. People are complicated. Hardest thing you'll ever do is love somebody who happens to be another human being. But it's also the most rewarding thing you'll ever do because none of us can be complete without having a circle of love by which and in which to flourish. And my guest tonight has been successful at just about everything. Almost everything she puts her hands on, it turns to gold. I had a chance to talk to her before the show started, and I can already see why she's so successful. She's poised, she's beautiful, she's well-spoken, I love her spirit, but it's just one area of her life that's not conforming to her greatness. Let me ask you a question. What do you do when you have a part of your life that just won't behave. <laughs> you got a plan for everything else, and you got a plan for this, but your life won't behave. And it's that one area that you can't get to do what you wanted to do. In the case of my guest tonight, it's love. But I'm convinced by the time this show is over, she's gonna feel better, I'm gonna feel better, and so will you. Anyway, welcome to the show tonight. My guest, Keandra Lockett. <laughs> How are you? I need a studio audience to clap when I do that. You know, I do this big thing and then there's nobody here. Thank you for being here. 
Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. I love that introduction too. That was that was really good. I appreciate that. Thank you so <laughs> much. Um, as I told you, I love your spirit, and uh, I can't wait to talk about your your gifts, your uniqueness, but also your challenge in this area because you represent so many people who are young, gifted, black, saved, but they have that one area, right? You feel what I'm saying? I do. I completely understand it. And I think uh, as a millennial, our generation, we really struggle with that. We really do. Mm. Loving people, um, having really great, successful relationships, but we're real successful on, you know, the other side. You know, we're really good at our careers, um, good at making sure that we are well-established, but we just can't get love right. Yeah, well, listen, not just y'all. Generation X, baby boomers, I don't know what came before <laughs> them. Just, it's, love is just hard, and it's hard it because it's never easy to give yourself, to be vulnerable, and then yeah. also to let someone in. That's hard. So yeah, hard. let's get into it because um, I normally ask a silly question, but I'm going to forgo the silliness because I think my introduction was, a, was serious. So I don't want to, you know, let's just stay where we are. So here's my question. Um, I know you want to be in a relationship. As in the case to most, or most people rather. But tell me this, what kind of a relationship do you want to be in? Do you know? Well, you know, what kind of question is that? I've never had that asked to me before. What kind of relationship do I want to be in? I, a good one. <laughs> a good one. Well, flesh that out. What does that mean? Um. Well, where both parties, myself and the guy, um, you know, we're happy, excited about where we are in the relationship. Um, you know, there's respect, um, loyalty. You know, that's a good relationship to me. Mm. So for you, a relationship that would be worth your time, your attention, your commitment, and uh, your vulnerability would be the mm -hmm. kind of relationship that you mentioned. Is that right? For sure. Mm -hmm. Right. Have you ever had that? Yeah, I have. Mm -hmm. One time. Mm-hmm. 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 I see your face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> your face is saying, don't ask me nothing else about that. Well, you know, and, and maybe that's just the, the resting dot 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 face that a lot of us have sometimes but i truly truly had that with that mm. relationship and mm. and still kind of do we're we're friends okay well i'm i asked the question because there's a certain kind of conversation we can have if you've never had that and then there's a different kind of conversation we get to have if you have because once you've been in the presence of something it's a lot easier to know when you're in the presence of it again. Um, so, so, so that's important. Um, so tell me what's stopping you from having it again. What, let, let, hold on, let, let me ask it differently. What is the biggest challenge in finding the kind of relationship that you want? Well, number one, I don't do like the whole uh, new school dating type situation. I've been very traditional in my whole approach to dating. Like I believe still in a man finding a woman and finding a good thing, you know? Um, I, I do know though that waiting around uh, for that to happen, that's just not gonna happen. <laughs> like you gotta get out there and, you know, make yourself available. Um, but honestly, whenever am I, I talk about this all the time. Uh, with other people when there is a man like if I'm walking down an aisle at the grocery store or something like that I make it my business to not look in his face because um simply put I just don't want him to think that you know I'm I, I want him or I'm I'm feeling him um hold on hold on hold on because you know you're my, you're my sister, so <laughs> you you're my little sister tonight. I'm gonna be your big brother. So you're in the grocery store. You see the kind of guy that you're attracted to. 
You're walking by and you won't look at him? You won't give him a little a little eye action? Because I don't want him to think that I want him. But you do. Well, well no, no, no. I I don't know him to want him. I mean, no, I no, might no, 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 no. I'm going to push back on that. I'm going to push back on it, My mama used to say, it don't take all day to recognize sunshine. When you see somebody and you're attracted to them, you know it. And I understand what you mean. Your point is valid. You don't know them well enough to know if you want to go down the aisle with them. But you see somebody cute, you know it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. OK, so why don't you want him to know that there might be an interest there? What is that? Honestly, because of the rejection, it, it mm. may be that, you know, like, oh, wow, this, this dude is cute. Like, you know, I'll be picking up his mayonnaise and all that. He look real good, you know, mm. but he may, you know, look at me and just look the other way. And I mean, who wants that? Uh, yeah, that's, I know that's so childish. No, 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 no. That's not childish at all. And, okay. and I'm glad I see your face changing. Because what I see in your face is the is sort of the wall coming down, um, because that's human vulnerability, and that to me is when we're at our best. Like what you just said, is a gift to all of us because we've all felt that way, we've all been concerned that way, and you just gave us permission. You know what I'm saying? To be honest about that, I don't want to be in the store see somebody cute. I look at them and they look away. <laughs> You're like, oh, right. God. But but here's the pushback. Here's the pushback. You are gifted. You are beautiful. You are well-spoken. You have an amazing smile. There's nobody in their right mind who you would look at who wouldn't look back at you. And anybody who doesn't is a damn fool. <laughs> Well, thank you, Dr. Sean. I appreciate that. What but that? I mean, no, no. In today's, go ahead. You first. In today's society, it's all about you know, like people's likes and dislikes, and mm. you know, like. Mm. I mean, you know, I, I might not be what it is that what you know what I like in a guy. Mm -hmm. I might not be what he likes in a woman. Mm. And you're right. You're absolutely right. I have no quibble with that at all. But what I'm suggesting as a way to break through that barrier of when you see someone and being able to at least send a signal, right, that there's some interest there, is to enter into that moment with the kind of confidence that you deserve. And the confidence is, I might not be your type, but it's not because I'm not beautiful, I'm not capable, I'm not able. So I'm going to give you a signal and if you're smart, you'll signal back. And if you don't, you'll go live the rest of your miserable life <laughs> with, with, with whoever you choose. You get my, there's a difference, right? I, I totally understand that. I yeah. agree. Yes, sir. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, and I, because I don't want it to be the case that you pass someone who suffers from the same, and I use the word suffering, but suffers from the same insecurity that you yeah. suffer from, and you two were born to be with each other, and you never actually do it because nobody looked over. <laughs> <laughs> Why yeah. are you laughing? Tell me what you're thinking. I mean, you know, because that's, that's the truth. Um, I don't want to be sitting alone for the rest of my life because of my being afraid. Because at the end of the day, that's that's what it is. When you're in love with somebody or, you know, when you talk about love, you have to be vulnerable. And you're right about that. But there is a, a deep fear in that because even when you're in love with a person, um, you know, the rejection is there still. Yeah. And I guess it's just that whole it's 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 that really, you know, and that can really handicap you. Yeah. You know, it. Um, it it will mess with you. But let me ask you this, because you are, you're a church girl, and um, you, you, you know the Lord, you're saved, so, so I can ask you this. These are rhetorical questions. You just answer with the shaking of your head or the blinking of your eyes or whatever. But how many mountains have you climbed? And how many valleys have you survived? And how many doors have been slammed in your face? 
And how many no's have you heard? And how many disappointments have you come through? I only say that to say this. One guy standing in the store who doesn't look your way can't break you with that. You're way too strong. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Welcome to the Book of Shore. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Listen, let's take a break. We'll be right back. I got some more questions. I want to know more about the kind of guy that uh, she's looking for and maybe something about the kind of people that, that Keandra attracts, right? Because sometimes what you give out is what comes back. So I got a lot of questions, but I love her heart. I love her spirit. I love her mind. And by the time this is over, she's going to the store and she's going to look at somebody. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. I'm talking to Keandra Lockett. Um, and this, I, I think it's an important conversation because anytime we get to talk about love, Keandra, and relationships and just giving ourselves and, and, and being available um, to be loved is always important. So thank you for this and thank you for what you've given so far. I, I, I mean that sincerely. Um, yes, so let me ask you this, because I, I think this, this is most common in the church than anywhere else, the black church particularly. And it goes back to something you said in the beginning, which is he who finds a wife finds a good thing, right? And so I find that church women often are waiting for the guy to come along, right? <laughs> and, to, and to initiate and to show the interest. And that may be how it was done at a certain stage of our journey, right? But you and I can agree, I hope, that that's kind of not how it happens now, right? You're right. Okay. Do you resent that? Are you okay with that? You know, I honestly don't know how to... Well, you know what? I'll say this. Because the last guy that I was talking to, really just about... No. Yeah, just about every guy that I've ever talked to, we met on social media. Mm. So it was kind of like a together joining type thing. It was never where, well, of course, you know, you get the, you know, DM or the instant message and you respond, but it, it was never where like he just saw me in a grocery store or anything like that and said, Hey, you look great. Look like you're nice. I want to get your number, you know, but it was still like a together joining of some sort. If you understand what I'm saying. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so I, I'm, I'm okay with not being traditional with, with that. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, that's important, right? Because if how guys are communicating and representing themselves to be available is different and not saying you, let's say person A isn't responding to that or it's functioning under some different rules, Right then mm -hmm. there's going to be miscommunication. You're going to miss each other. Um, but I think it's interesting that most often you meet people on social media. Now, who's reached out first when that happens? On social media? Yeah. Oh, the guy. The guy, the guy. Have you mm -hmm. ever reached out first? No. No? Would you ever do it? <laughs> no, it's, this, it's the same grocery store aisle situation. I'm <laughs> doing it. What I look like going into some man's DM saying, hey, what's up? I think you're cute. Like, I mean, and of course, you know, I can approach a better way, you know. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't, I just, I don't, I don't, I guess I am still kind of sticking with the traditional sense of that. I, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to push back but not because I disagree with, this, with, the, with the sentiment or the sensibility. I just disagree with the effectiveness of the strategy because you can, you can send somebody a message and say, hey, loved your picture when you were doing such and such. Hey, keep shining. I wish you nothing but greatness. Now that's not you sliding in and say, hey, Mama, mama like you. <laughs> You're not doing it. I'm just saying, 
It's, it's just establishing that you are, you're owning your space, yourself, your emotions, your feeling, and you're saying, if I want to initiate, I'm woman enough to do that. And if I don't, I'm woman enough not to do it. What do you think about that? I agree, because I'm not, and I'm woman enough to not do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. I think you are woman enough to do it. In, in this sense, again, it's not, I'm reaching out because it's to say lewd things to you, right? Isn't we're not about to hook up, you know. But 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 to sort of establish, I noticed you, I saw you, I see you, and I'm telling you, you have no idea how many men, especially black men, who have no one in their lives who simply say, I see you. Wow. See your greatness. Your excellence is showing. I'm what do you think about that? Come on, work with me. I love no, I I love that. Um, I mean, because in in a, a a time where all women want to be seen, known, and heard, we never think about how men want to be told that we we see them. Mm. I mean, and and why wouldn't they want to hear? Why wouldn't you want to hear it? Especially as a black man, you're right. Especially when so many people are trying to put you away and not see you. I get that. Yeah, and, and you know what, Keandre? There's also a spiritual principle behind it. The scriptures mm-hmm. say, if you cast your bread out on the water, doesn't it say that? After many days, it will come back to you. And <laughs> I, I have known people who, and I won't name any names, but I'll tell you after the show, who, put a, who just put a student project out there, and I happened to hear it on a treadmill and I gave it to a friend of mine who was a DJ at a radio station, and he put the student project on the radio. And if mm-hmm. I mentioned this person's name, because you're in gospel music, you would know who they are immediately. But it only okay. happened because they cast their bread out on the water. And so for me, it's a spiritual principle that sometimes in order for the bread to come back, in order for you to have to ha- have a harvest, rather, you have to put a seed in the ground. Wow. Yeah, what do you think about that? Oh. <laughs> yeah, you got to sow into, into people. Uh, and in this case, I would have to sow into that man in the grocery aisle or yeah. in his DM, you know, if I'm interested. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, and yeah, it's just... So it's, people and, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you go. You, you, you. No, no, no. I was just making, I guess, like a a mental note of that, you know, just so into people and you'll get greatness back. Um, You know, whether it be greatness in them and you see them do well in life or, you know, their greatness is something that will help you. Yeah. 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 Because I love I love what you just did because I love your mind, because at the very least, you end up blessing somebody. Yeah. Right. And I, I never get to do that, though. I'm always in relationships feeling like, you know, I need the help or mm. I need the encouraging. But I never realized that. And that's that's being real. I never realized that these men need the encouragement, too. And not because they busted, but we all need it. Yeah. 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 No, that's good. That's good. We've made progress tonight. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Happy dance! <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. So, so um, describe for me because I only got about about five minutes left. Describe for me your ideal man. Like, who is the man that you prayed for? Um. Uh, well. Uh. So I, I'm. Okay, I want him to be handsome. Okay, <laughs> that's is that shallow? Is that no, too shallow? No, no, ain't nothing shallow. No, it's fine. Who wants to okay. be with somebody ugly? Keep going. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, we have to be equally yoked, and when I say that, I mean like even as it relates to you know religious things, spiritual things, you know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, in a lot of other areas too, like just like minded. Um, I find that 
a lot of times I'm attracted to these guys and they're attracted to me too, but we don't necessarily have a lot in common or, mm. you know, we're not, you know, like compatible or yoked. It's really honestly just a, oh, wait, he cute, you know? Um, and he has substance, but mm. it's like there are other things too that, you know, that need to be there. Mm. So, so what if you met someone who was handsome, they had substance, they may not be saved the way you and I know saved, but they mm -hmm. may be um, at least open and they have a God consciousness and they have a reverence for something bigger than themselves. <laughs> um, ooh, that laugh was sinister. What are your thoughts about that? Okay, so, um, <laughs> wow. Okay, so, honestly, honestly, yeah, I, I would, I would probably explore that. Good. I, I think that's. I'm glad you said that because what if if you had said no, I was going to say to you, what if a part of what you're supposed to do is help bring him to Christ yeah. to help bring right. him to where you are. And you and yeah. I see there are a lot of women nowadays that want the guy to come fully ready, fully developed. I used to be like that. Yeah. Really? I, yeah. Mm -hmm. My I used to say all the time, oh, my husband gotta be this, he gotta be that, he gotta be, be better than me in this area. And it's it is not like that. You no. know? And and you know, you know, like you, you, and you know the truth is, the women are not like that either. <laughs> right. And that, that's, that's the thing. That's the truth. Yeah. We come up with these lists because, you know, we feel like, oh, you know, I'm ready. I'm prepared. Oh, and my husband going to be ready and prepared. And then years go by and I'm still like, okay, Keandra, on your list of yourself, you got to check this off because you still ain't got that right. You got, you still got to check this off because you still ain't got that right. But like, you got to get this stuff together. You ain't got it all together yet either, you know? Yeah. And what if it might be a thing where you come together and you both grow together in God? As you see, you know? So I, I hear what you're saying. I do. I, I That's do. good. That's good. No, that was good. I loved all of that. And I hope everybody watching heard that and can receive that because sometimes you got to grow together, right? Yeah. People are not where they're going to be or where you would might wish them to be when you meet them, but that's okay. As long as the yeah. person shows a willingness and some integrity, anything is possible. Okay, I'm gonna have to let you go in a second, but I got some, I got some things I wanna ask you, all right. Um, tell me something you wish you had known about dating sooner. Um, well, honestly, I, I'm not, I don't know if, there's anything that I needed to know. That it's that. okay to say hello in the store? Okay, well, that it's okay to say hello in the store. <laughs> I'm like, hello? Okay. <laughs> okay, here's my next one. Well, and what's the best of you? The best of me? Yeah. Uh, my work ethic. Mm. And that ain't a bad thing. No, it's not. I love that. You don't have to defend that. You, look, okay. you're, you're in good, loving arms. I'm, I got yes, you. Um, so when you say that, um, to, the, to the one who may be watching, who is going to slide into your DMs later, because he saw you here tonight, tell him what he's getting, if he is so worthy to earn it and deserve it. Yeah, well, somebody who truly loves the Lord loves God enough to hear from him as it relates to you now. Mm. Um, somebody who still is working on themselves mm. and yet at the same time understands how you have to work on yourself too. Mm. Love it. I, you, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. As long <laughs> as you practice what we worked on tonight, okay? That, hey in the grocery store. Okay. Hey in the grocery <laughs> store. And you just say, hey, you... You, 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 you are standing strong tonight and you just keep walking. And, and he gonna look back like, who was that? Because <laughs> nobody says that to him. Nobody says to him, boy, I see the God in you and just keep right on walking. 
<laughs> when this works out, you come back and tell me how good it worked out. Sure will. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> Listen, thank you for coming on. I'm I'm so glad. I think we made some ground, covered some ground, and uh, I'm excited about your future, and I'm excited about the love that's on the way. You have a really sweet soul, and you have a good, honest tinge to you. You seem strong in all the right places, but you're still willing to be vulnerable and grow and listen. You are a wonderful combination of vulnerability and strength, and I know that the love you want and need, it's gonna find you. What you need to do is turn around and face in the directions of the things you want because great things are about to happen for you. Yes, sir. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, ma'am. All right, everybody, we'll be right back. What an aha moment from this conversation. And we're going to do some Ask Dr. Sean. And we're going to talk about some things in the world that don't make sense right after this. Welcome back, everybody. So I had an aha moment in that conversation. Play the bumper, Hiley. So, so many people are just so obsessed with the idea of being hurt that they think that rejection or one more disappointment will be the end of the world. When the truth of the matter is, it won't be. I was, over the break, I was sitting in this chair thinking about all of the no's and the rejections that I've had in my life. I've been rejected so many times, I can't even remember how many times I've been rejected. And you know what I've learned? That they won't kill me, that, that a no won't destroy me, that slamming a door in, in my face, it won't bring my life to an end. It, it may mean that I don't get what I want when I want it, but wisdom is what you get when you don't get what you want. So I never walk away with nothing. Don't be so afraid of rejection that you don't risk the possibility of being happy. Don't be so afraid of what someone might not say that you don't risk the beauty of what they might say. Don't be so afraid to fail that success never enters into your mind. No, sometimes you got to feel the fear and do it anyway. You got to lean into the dark. You got to dare to believe that you are strong enough, man enough, woman enough, human enough, and big enough to handle whatever the response is. Because all they can do is say is no. And that no may not be a critique or a condemnation of you. It may be representative of where they are and, and who they are and what they, what they happen to be doing with their lives. Not every no means what you think it means. And not every yes, come on, means what we think it means. So how about we all put ourselves in a position where we can be blessed and where we can have just a little more of what we want. Feel the fear, do it anyway. All right, let's do some Ask Dr. Sean. Highly play the bumper. <laughs> I love little Hailey, he's like a little son. <laughs> anyway, so you guys always send me amazing videos and this one is no different. Let's take a look. Hey, Dr. Sean, my name is Markel. I'm from Dallas, Texas. And listen, I got a question, and I know out of all people, you can definitely help me with this. So here's the situation. So I have a friend that, like, just drinks all the time. Normally, we have a good time hanging out. Everything is always good. But he always drinks, and when he drinks, it just typically goes left. So my question is, should I start inviting him to events, events where there's no alcohol, or maybe I should just, like, cut him off? I'm trying to figure out how can I have that conversation with him without it like turning into like a bigger argument than what it was. Please let me know if you can help me. Great question. And I think uh, more people deal with this than we might readily believe. Um, here's what I would do. I would have a conversation with my friend about what I'm concerned about um, as it relates to what happens when they drink. And there's really no way for the other person not to ultimately be defensive. 
it's going to be some defensiveness. But your job is not to be offended by it. Your job is to not simply say, I can't handle your drinking. I can't handle what happens after you drink. Your job is to say, I love you too much for me not to be concerned about what happens when you do this. Do you know, are you aware of what happens when you do this? Do you know how you come across? Do you even have any awareness of what you do? So that the tone that you're taking is, I wanna share my observations and information with you about you in hopes that what you hear will empower you to make a decision. I'm not giving you an ultimatum and telling you you have to do something or I'm not going to do something. You don't want to do that. What you want the other person to know and to believe is that you love them and you care about them and you're concerned about what the consequences and the end results of this behavior might be so that they get a sense that the spirit of this conversation is concerned and not concerned rather and not critique. It's not condemnation. It's me wanting the best for for you. And you are not at your best when you are this way. And you've worked too hard and you've been through too much to not be at your best in this season of your life. And if they continue to do what they've always done, then you have to put yourself in a position where you are not around them when they do that. So yes, you may have to get, get to the place where you are not going out with them, uh, where you are not spending time with them in places where there's alcohol and all of that, because it just puts you in a bad place. I say try to talk about what you're concerned about and love them for and hope for them first. And then if they don't respond in a way that suits what you need, then you have to do the hard work of drawing a boundary and loving your friend on the other side while they do things that you don't like. Let's take a break. We're back with more Ask Dr. Sean right after this. Welcome back, everybody. So uh, someone DM'd me this question. Here it is. My boyfriend is demanding that I end my friendship with my ex-boyfriend. My ex-boyfriend and I are only friends, and I don't want to lose him. Should I continue my friendship behind my boyfriend's back? Okay, first of all, no, you should not do things behind the back of the person you claim to love. That's a recipe for disaster, okay? You're gonna end up with no current boyfriend and two ex-boyfriends because anything you do in the dark would ultimately come to the light. And let me just say, that shouldn't be your question. Your question shouldn't be, should I do something behind my boyfriend's back? That shows a lack of integrity and a lack of a sufficient character, okay? What you should be asking me is, how do I handle a friend that used to be an ex and a boyfriend that doesn't want me to be friends with him? See, here's what I, this is my advice. I say... If your ex-boyfriend is your friend and he understands that it's causing your relationship trouble, then as a friend, he should be willing to step back. He should. I would not choose someone who exited my life for a particular reason, who is now a friend, over someone who is in my life for a particular reason that I happen to care about and love. And put yourself in the position of your current boyfriend. If you were in his position and he was friends with an ex, how would you feel about that? Who would you want him to choose? That's why we ought to do unto others as we would have them do unto us. And if you wouldn't want to be in that position, then don't put him in that position. And by all means, you should choose your relationship. You should put that first. I think it's strange that you say you don't want to lose your ex-boyfriend because you're such great friends. What do you mean you don't want to lose him? 
Ask yourself this question. Are you willing to lose your ex? Or are you willing to keep the man who is in your life who probably loves and cares about you? So you're willing to save your ex and sacrifice your boyfriend. That doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. And I'm asking you to think about if it really makes sense to you too. Okay? All right. Let's take a look at this video somebody sent me. Hey, Dr. Sean. My name is Caitlin. I am from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and I need some advice. So the church that I attend, I was asked to sing every Sunday. Um, that is no problem for no pay. Um, however, the band that plays as I sing every week are compensated. Should I have a conversation with my pastor about this or am I doing the Lord's work? Both. First of all, you should have never agreed to sing every Sunday without your gifts and abilities being compensated. You follow what I'm saying? Not only is the band getting paid, the pastor's getting paid, the CFO of the church is getting paid, the person who cleans the church is getting paid. Um, You follow what I'm saying? There are a lot of people involved in church who get paid, and there's nothing wrong with that because I believe that people should be compensated for their gifts. If you are gifted at something, I don't know why you're doing it for free. The scriptures say your gift will make room for you. Your gift is how you put food on the table, the roof over your head. So so my beginning point is you should have never agreed to sing every Sunday without being compensated for it. Now, you are doing the Lord's work. You are serving the Lord. But but here again, so is the pastor, so is the band. And again, in both of those cases, they're getting paid. The person that cleans the church ain't cleaning it for free. They are also doing the Lord's work. So there's nothing wrong with you going and saying, you know what, this every Sunday thing is a lot. I really think we should, you know, have another conversation about the terms of this agreement, right? Because I want my gift to be honored and respected. As in the case of any other American institution, people tend not to honor and respect what they don't have to pay for. And... I think we need to have a conversation about how I sow into the life of the worship experience and the congregation sows into me. Reciprocity. I'm giving and the church is being blessed and the church is giving and I'm being blessed too. See how I did that? That's how you avoid any, pay me right now, I'm going to stab you in the eye with a wet banana. Sometimes you got to talk to people in language and on terms that they understand. It's a church. They understand blessing and sowing and reaping. So have that conversation. And just make it clear that you want to be blessed too because you deserve it. If you up singing every Sunday and you bringing people into the presence of the Lord and you the only one on the stage whose gifts are not being honored and compensated, and it's not their fault, it's yours. So, no problem, just go back, renegotiate the terms, put it in the language that church folks can understand, and keep doing what you do. Keep singing, keep praising, and keep allowing someone to understand, and this can apply to the rest of your life, that you have to be blessed too. And I wish more women understood that that your job is not just to bless everybody else. You get to receive as well. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to do my new favorite segment, Here's What Doesn't Make Sense, right after this. Welcome back, everybody. So let's do a little Here's What Doesn't Make Sense. Play the bumper high. So recently I saw a report and the report said, just listen to this. Pope Francis is currently urging priests and nuns to refrain from watching pornography. (laughs) Apparently during a meeting at the Vatican, um, the, the Pope 
urged priests and nuns to delete social media from their phones and to avoid falling into temptation. The Pope said that porn on the internet can do harm to the priestly heart. Okay, here's what doesn't make sense to me about this. I thought priests and nuns took a vow of celibacy, which means that they promised to God that they would not have sex nor fulfill or indulge any sexual desires. So why does the Pope need to tell them to not watch pornography? <laughs> if you don't promise to God that you're not going to have sex with nobody, what you doing watching porn for? Huh? Because I don't think they can self-medicate. I don't know if that's allowed. Is that, and is that being celebrate if you're self-medicating? I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. See, you know it's bad when the Pope has to get up at a meeting and tell y'all to stop watching porn. <laughs> you know there's a lot of porn watching going on in the Vatican if the Pope has to get up in the middle of a meeting and tell the priest and the nuns, take that porn off your phone. They must be watching hours. <laughs> oh, my God. But it's the thing the Pope fails to understand, that when you ask people to sublimate, to subject, to, to, to sequester their sexual desires, you end up ultimately hurting them. Celibacy may be good for a season, but it ain't good for a lifetime. Because what tends to happen is your sexual desires take on a life of their own. And to prove it, let me remind you, that the Pope had to get up at a meeting and tell the priest and the nuns to stop watching porn. Sex taking on a life of its own. You see, I don't know what it is about religious people and sex. We just, we just got this big problem like sex. Like sex, sex is a gift from God. And two consenting adults having sex is not sin. The sin that is associated with sex is objectification. Using someone mistreating someone, hurting someone, assaulting someone. That's the sin of sex, but not sex. Listen, people, I, um, I don't know what the Pope's going to do, but, and I'm not Catholic, but unless he starts letting them, you know, you know, he's going to have to make this speech a few more times. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's talk about Twitter real quick. So Elon Musk has cemented his deal to buy Twitter, Twitter rather, and as soon as he bought it, uh, Twitter was filled with Nazi memes and racial slurs, and it's igniting concerns that I told you about when Elon Musk first said he was going to buy Twitter. I told you it was going to be a free-for-all and full of crazy, and that's exactly what happened. See, Twitter is about to become a hornet's nest. Where every type of crazy you could possibly think of is retweeted over and over again. See, this isn't the 1980s where free speech meant you can talk about your government and not be arrested. This is 2022, where free speech normally means you can say racist and bullying things and nobody holds you accountable. I'm convinced that social media is a threat to democracy. And if somebody doesn't rein it in, America is in more trouble than we think it is. See, what gets said on social media is now being turned into violence in the real world. Ask Nancy Pelosi and her husband about that. Everybody talking about where's Nancy and all this was on social media. And a guy broke into her home and assaulted her husband. Incidentally, and what did... Uh, Elon Musk do? He retweeted a conspiracy theory which reports that Nancy Pelosi's 80-year-old husband, Paul Pelosi, went to a gay bar and picked up a guy, and that's who beat him up. Lies. That's what's wrong with social media, is that it proliferates lies misinformation, conspiracy theories. And I'm just convinced that if we don't rein this in, 
We're going to lose not just our touch with reality, we're going to lose this republic because democracies cannot flourish in falsehood. They need truth to grow. It's amazing to me. Social media has made this country dramatically dumber. And we were pretty dumb before social media. But now we're even dumber than that. And I know some of you don't like it when I go over my social media rant. But let me tell you something. I'll take social media seriously when social media takes itself seriously enough to stop spreading lies. But until then, I ain't got no time for it. So y'all can say whatever you want on Twitter and whatever else. I, I won't be reading it. Anyway, tonight's show was, was interesting and it was good. My guest tonight, I think, had a real epiphany of transformation. She began to realize that in order to have what you want, you got to reach out. Everything ain't coming to you. Sometimes you got to go to it. You got to open yourself up and make yourself available for what's waiting for you. And just being closed off and protecting yourself from being hurt is a great recipe to never have what you want and none of what you need. But you are strong enough and grown enough and woman enough and man enough to open yourself up. Say hello. Tell somebody that they look great and that they're standing strong or that they're wearing that. And you never know. That may be the beginning of something amazing. Yeah. Y'all be good to each other, all right? Speak to people in the grocery store, especially if you're single. <laughs> y'all be y'all be kind, all right? Love each other. I love you. Woo! Let's do this again. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. The Chosen Season 3 begins in theaters November 18th. Learn more at thechosentickets.com. Did you approve of the sermon? A little long, but effective. <laughs> As a parent, no two days are ever the same. At Care.com, you can find trusted and flexible sitters to help manage your family's ever-changing schedule. Care.com can even help you out with housekeepers, dog walkers, senior caregivers, and more. So you can find care for all you love. And 100% of caregivers who use Care.com have been background checked with CareCheck, a key first step in hiring confidently. To get the help you need to make it all work, sign up now and find a great sitter at Care.com. 